Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name is Colin on the C. Uh, joining me from across the ocean is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. How is how is 2019 so far? Um, so far, so good. Excellent. Uh, yep, been pretty excellent so far. I'd say it's the best year of my life so far. Yeah, uh, it's only been one day though, so... It has only been one day, and that day is in the future, uh, because we're recording on December the 30th. No, you don't have to tell them that. Why do you keep telling people that? <laughs> I've re- revealed all the secrets. Um, well, just so we don't look horrible if, I don't know, the Queen's been killed or something. I, think, I don't know why the Queen being killed is my go-to thing that might happen in the future. I'm pretty sure That's I said that morbid. Last year well. That's so, so morbid. It is a bit more. Prince Philip's going to go before she goes. Anyway, um, we are going to look back at 2018. We're going to look forward to 2019. Um, and we're going to talk about the films of... Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Al Pacino and the quiz on Transformers movies. And much, um, much, much more. Much more. You should start with a much, much more bit, Colin. <laughs> we start with the news. Yes. Um, the big movie news of the last two weeks is that literally nothing has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's been on their Christmas breaks. Yes, they uh, and, should. And, and which is lovely. Um, I had a, I had a lovely Christmas. Uh, I, I hope you had a lovely Christmas as well, uh, Zijan. Yep. It's been and indeed, good. the listener. Um, but it did mean. So I, <laughs> I like I like that you use a singular listener. The, 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 that's right. our, our our single listener. Thank Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas okay. to you, single listener. Um, I hope that you had lots of. Lots of turkey. Uh, I've got three bullet points of news, and to be honest, it's stretching them to say that any of them are news. Um, Adam McKay <laughs> might well be directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, maybe. Oh yeah, I got that as well, Colin. That's. I mean, that, it, that's not a bad. He's. Um, uh, he's. Am oh, I getting him mixed up? He's, he's got. He's the one who's doing Vice, isn't he? Yes, he is. And he did um, the Big Short. Yeah, I. I think he's. He's not. He does films that are quite amusing without being comedies, so that, that seems to fit well. He's got his own ideas, so I don't think he'll just be trying to replicate James Gunn if they if they go with him. Yeah, he did you know that he actually turned down the chance to helm the first Ant Man film? Did he really? Because he okay. was friends with Edgar Wright, so he didn't want to do it. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit of a thankless task, I think, taking on Ant Man. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think if he's if he's going to do any of these films, it makes sense. It's a, it's a weird job for any director, I guess, to come into a franchise that's a sub part of another franchise that's already very established and then put his own mark on it. But I guess Taika Waititi turned Thor upside down, so... And he did yeah. a good job with it as well, so... Yeah, yeah. But this is just um, speculation anyway. It's just maybe up for the running. Yeah. It's nothing concrete whatsoever. <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> well, that, that was the best one I've got. <laughs> You uh, uh, took one off my list, Colin. That's <laughs> that's leaving me with uh, two less important news. Okay. Uh, Sasha Ronan. Yes. Will be joining Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch, which is his next uh, uh, next film. I think people uh, underrate Sasha Ronan. She's a great actress. I she mean, was in uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel as well. With uh, oh, of course, so she's worked with them before. Yeah. I mean, she's got a few Oscar nominations, but I guess people don't... Well, yeah, why do people underrate her? She has three Oscar nominations for She, she does, but, but people don't really... I mean, she's not got the kind of same hype. Like, if a new Jonathan Lawrence film's coming out or something, that, that seems to be big. Whereas a new Saoirse Ronan film doesn't seem to grip people. Maybe not. It's bizarre. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she'll get another Oscar nomination for her... Queen for of Scots. Her, yeah, Queen of Scots. So... Yeah, uh, she's, I mean, she's phenomenal. She was so good in Lady Bird. Uh, this I, uh, yeah, I liked her in Brooklyn as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so um, okay. she'll be joining Timothy Chalamet again he's he's getting around good luck yeah okay. he's definitely getting around and he's got Oscar buzz as well for his uh, performance in that um, Beautiful Boy uh, is it yeah Beautiful Boy That's is it a Steve Carell film that's it yeah mm. which uh, has not come out in this country yet the Times was giving away free tickets but I didn't get in there quick enough so uh, I'm most yeah surprised. I think there are like two Steve Carell films coming out uh, Welcome to Marwen is coming out uh in fact, as as the people listen to it, I think it came out yesterday. Oh, okay. Um, are, you, are we watching that? Uh, it's I'm, I'm planning to watch it. We haven't, we're not doing an episode on it. Uh, no, but I'm, I'm certainly planning to watch it. Yeah, uh, it's not done. It's apparently it's absolutely bombed in America. It's done very badly. Um, but yes, the trailer looks good to me. 
Oh boy, Joe Russo of of, <laughs> of Russo Brothers fame yep. has says there's a very sorry there's a quote high probability that Avengers Endgame will be three hours long. This is okay. not news. <laughs> <laughs> what is this news, Colin? Uh, basically, I think I think it made one of the more desperate websites, and it was a th- basically a throwaway comment in an uh, in an Empire magazine interview, as far as I can tell. But I thought it was quite interesting because, as you know, as the listeners know, I have a firm rule that no no film needs to be longer than two and a half hours long. I might make an exception for Avengers Endgame. I can't remember how long the first film was as well. Was uh, it just above oh, Infinity War? Infinity War was almost exactly two and a half, I think. I think it might have been. I think it might have even been exactly two and a half hours. Yeah, okay. maybe two twenty nine or something like that. Uh, and that didn't feel that long. I mean, it, it no, didn't it feel short, but it didn't feel two yeah. and a half hours to me. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd watch three hours of Endgame. I mean, obviously, yeah, I'd watch me too, it. me too. That's that's coming out next May, isn't it? Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, April, in fact, next April. Oh, not they long bumped now. it up a bit. Um, you got any more news? <laughs> My last bit of news is that Tom Hanks is up for playing Fred Rogers, and um, and for those who don't know, and I didn't know that Fred Rogers is um, a star of Mister um, Rogers' Neighborhood, which is a children's show, I believe, in yeah. America. So there you go. I and told you that. Experience. I told you that months ago. Did you? Oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can already, cut this bit off then. I think they've already filmed it. Um. Well, why is this coming out in my news? Oh. I don't. I don't my, know. my sources are awful. <laughs> it's like you never listened to me. <laughs> yeah. We, we had this whole thing where you said you didn't know who Mr. Rogers was. was oh, a... okay. Yeah, let's cut this off. Okay. Really. <laughs> uh, um, my, my final piece of news isn't even really news, um, but I think it's quite <laughs> interesting. So are you a Black Mirror fan, Zijan? Uh Yes. Yeah, uh, Charlie Brooker's uh, TV series starts off on Channel Four now on Netflix. Um, kind of, it, it's all for people that know. It's kind of a lot of it is, it's about technology in the future, and a lot of it's quite dystopian. But anyway, um, the 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 news, and it came very quickly after the news was 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 released, is that they have put a, a movie onto onto Netflix. Previously, it's all been kind of episode lengths, but more excitingly, it's got it's called Bandersnatch. More excitingly, it's a choose your own adventure movie. Um, so you kind of you're watching through, and you and it starts. The first one is, um, do you want to have frosties or, or sugar puffs or something for, for breakfast? And he chooses one of those. But it, it gets yeah all these different paths and different choices. And uh, I watched it, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought they did very well. Okay, because we I think we had a discussion about choose your own. Um, yeah, I think film. There've been rumours about it on Netflix. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if, if there was anything connecting it to to Black Mirror until very recently. Uh, and apparently Netflix have done it with some kids' programs already. Maybe kind of okay. test the water. Uh, but yeah, it, it's. Have you seen this one? No, it, it came on my Netflix feed. But um, no, I, I'll definitely check it out. I think it's yeah. It's, it's interesting because I mean because there's not a like a single plot line. There's this. I think they said there's five main endings. There's quite a few kind of less main endings. I guess. But um, yeah, I think it's really well done. It gets very meta at times. Uh, but it's a fascinating way of making films i don't think this is going to lead to a kind of a whole rush of choose your own adventure films but uh i i applaud their efforts good work mm, good for them um i guess that's all for us with the news yeah which gives us a lot more time for al pacino um, it does. spoiler spoilers alert i don't have much to say about that either i've got to say when you suggested al pacino i did think has have you seen more than one al pacino film no 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 it was a brave <laughs> Brave attempt. Uh, dear. Okay, well, we move on to our next segment to see or not to Z. Uh, we're talking about a film that we've seen recently and tell you, the listener, whether you should listen whether you should listen to it, whether you should see it and listen to it, unless it's Bird Box, in which case you should only do one of those, uh, or not Z it. Wow, I've said, considering that I've said exactly the same thing like 50 times, I've really messed that up. <laughs> mm. Well, welcome to New Year, Colin. Yes, New Year, New Me. I can no longer get out sentences. <laughs> It's going to make this podcast worse than it already is. Have you seen a film, Zijan? I've seen many films. Yes, me too. Um, yeah, I've seen many, many films. Uh, I'll just choose a few that um, to mention. So, okay. as you mentioned, I've seen uh, Bird Box. I've seen that. Okay. On Netflix. Uh, that's the Sandra Bullock vehicle, which is basically uh, a quiet place. Yes. But instead of the monsters... Um, uh, 
chasing you down and killing you if you make any sound. In this case, you can't see. If mm. not, the monsters will create hallucinations and um, get you to kill yourself. Lovely. Which is pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you seen it? Uh, no. Mm. no. Uh, pretty, it's pretty getting... grim stuff. Do you like it? I think I preferred A Quiet Place more. Okay. Uh, I thought um, A Quiet Place was uh, tighter. It didn't have too many um, plot plot threads uh, running along. Um, and and, and um, it kept the suspense uh, better. Um, oh, yeah. Whereas in this, it, it, it just didn't feel... Um, Feel feel as good as that. So, well, it's on Netflix anyway. So, if you if you have some you free like time, why not? Yeah. Exactly, uh, yeah, exactly. It's not getting great reviews, is it? Uh, no, numbers. you don't get to see the monsters either. Basically, because um, the monsters make you kill yourself. So okay. it's bizarre. Uh, it's based on a book as well. All right. Okay. Hmm. With Sandra Bullock, anyway. <laughs> uh, what else have you seen? Uh, I've seen Mary Poppins Returns as well. Yes. So we can talk about it together, Colin, because I imagine you've seen it. I have. We, we went on a uh, little family trip on Boxing Day to watch uh, Mary Poppins Returns. After that, yep. starring uh, Emily Blunt as the titular Mary Poppins, uh, taking over Julie Andrews, who did not appear in this film. <laughs> by the way, so uh, so long-term listeners will know of my misplaced confidence <laughs> that Julie Andrews would appear in this film, despite everyone saying that she wouldn't, including Julie Andrews herself. Yep. I I fear to be wrong about that one. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, let's move. Let's move on. Um. It's yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think it followed along a, a lot of the same tropes of the first film. Yep. Like even the songs themselves, you have the spoonful of sugar remake. You have the chim chimini remake. You have the mm, uh, yeah. I like I like to laugh remake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much all the songs that that appear in the first film have an has an equivalent. In yeah, this I film, see, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, which I found a bit. I know I, I didn't, I didn't like that bit. I mean, like they didn't create anything new. I don't think in this film. I think, yeah, it seems. I, I thought, I thought Emily Blunt was fantastic in this, and and uh, to be honest, I wasn't convinced by the trailer, but I thought Ben Whishaw and Emily Mortimer um, both played it very well. well I, I can see what you mean, though. There's, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, I, I th- Mary Poppins was on TV over the Christmas, and I, I watched a bit of it. And uh, I haven't seen it for years, but I think this is actually a fun- fantastic film, the original Mary mm. Poppins. That, uh, might well be my favourite musical, actually, because every song is phenomenal. Um, and is I it... can't remember many of the songs in this film as well, in this film as well. No, I can't. Uh, I think that's a little unfair, because whenever I see anything for the first time, I tend to forget the songs, and I need to listen to it. That is times. true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, and this one's had 50 years, but whatever it is. But uh, yeah, London Sky I thought was good. Uh, Light Fantastic I thought was good. Um, I wasn't convinced by the, the bit where Mary Poppins basically did cabaret, put on a little bob wig and <laughs> sang. But but that's supposed to be the super califragilisticexpialidocious of this film, isn't it? It is, and I, I like the kind of revisiting the animated world and all that. I just it felt like Mary Poppins would not adopt a Cockney accent and sing raunchy songs. I don't think that, <laughs> that doesn't feel like something she'd do. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, a good I, cast, good good fun. I, I enjoyed it. A good family. I'm missing Julie Andrews, but apart from that. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I did enjoy it, but I, I do feel it's just way too similar to the first film. Way, way, way too similar. I, I did. <laughs> my, 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 my dad actually watched uh, the first film before watching this as well, so I was oh, yeah. watching it along with him. And yeah, so so it, it highlights it even more how similar uh, both yeah, films are. Yeah, I suppose are. that's gonna, not going to help, is it? Yeah. So do you yeah. think our listeners should see it? Well, if you love the first film, then why not, right? Emily Blunt is yeah. fantastic in it as well, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen quite a few films as well, um, including that one. I saw uh, Bumblebee, which we're, we're doing our Transformers quiz later. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen? You haven't seen Bumblebee? No, I've not seen it yet. It's uh, got good reviews, though. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I, as, as listeners know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Hayley Steinfeld. I think she's a phenomenal actress. Um, and, and she was kind of helping there. So it was set in the 80s. Uh, Bumblebee is a Transformer who, in the in the most recent films, is a Camaro, I think, but it originally was a, a, a Volkswagen Beetle, or Bug, as the Americans say. Yep. Um, and he's a, he's, a, he's a Volkswagen Beetle in this. But yeah, it's a story of, of uh, Charlie Simpson, I think. Char- no, that's a Sam Busted. Charlie something. Um, there's a character played by Hayley Steinfeld, who's, whose father has died, and she kind of finds friendship with this with this Transformer. 
And it's, yeah, no, I really liked it. It's rather than having just metal hitting metal for two hours, which is what the Michael Bay films seem to be. I only saw the first one, but I've seen clips from the others. It's actually proper character development. It's, it's basically E.T. It's this, it's a very similar storyline um, to E.T. And, and has that kind of feel. Steven Spielberg's okay. ex- executive producer, and it feels like a Spielberg film in some ways. Well, Steven Spielberg executive produced pretty much all the Transformers films, isn't he? Has he? Apparently so. I didn't know that, but... Um, he did so, but this I don't know. I don't know what was going on there, but this is the first time that's well of the ones I've seen. It, it really feels like that's come through. So yeah, I, I think it's, it doesn't reinvent the wheel, and and there's a few bits in it that are a little bit corny, but uh, I think I think Haley still Steinfeld just really holds it together, and and you really get to care for Bumblebee as well. He's not just he feels like an actual character. The, the only bits I didn't particularly enjoy is a bit at the beginning on Cybertron, which apparently is the planet. Uh, where, where it's kind of Transformers hitting each other and I just can't you know those kids um, toy adverts where you get kids smashing toys into each other and stuff it just yep. felt like that to be honest okay uh, for the first five ten minutes and then you kind of got to earth and, and it got a lot better uh, I also saw Mowgli um, which is on Netflix mm-hmm. uh, which is Andy Serkis's take on the Jungle Book um, which he's been working on for a long time before before Disney redid theirs uh, it's it's pretty good it's it's I mean, it's, I guess it's it's. Not, I wouldn't tell people to rush out and see it. It's a little bit bland in some ways, but the, the animation I thought was very good and, and probably better than the Jungle Book in that um, the creatures were a bit oh, really? less. I think the way that he went was rather than making them like perfect photorealistic animals, he kind of made them slightly cartoony, which okay. I think was a, a really good idea because it means that when they're talking, because I always with the Jungle Book when the animals were talking, it really felt strange to me. Whereas this kind of makes a bit more sense. Um, it's it's good. I think that the storyline doesn't quite work. You kind of get to the end of thing. What what what? There seems to be two or three different messages you're trying to tell me, and then they don't really work together. Um, what do you mean the storyline doesn't work, though? Isn't it uh, the same story? Uh, a lot of it is, it? but they, they've introduced um, kind of the character of a hunter who lives in the nearby village, and, and Mowgli actually lives in the village for a little bit, so you get to see a lot more humans in this one. Um, and and Frida Pinto is in it, and he kind of she's got like three lines or something. She's barely in it, but um, he, he spends some time with her. Uh, and then you've got this kind of whole thing about um, uh, Shere Khan is taking over the jungle, and and uh, Mowgli has to ally himself with this hunter. But it, at one point, it seems that the hunter is a really horrible person, and other times he seems to be saving them, and it just um, seems a bit confused to that extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's worth a look. If I mean if. Again, it's on Netflix, so what's the, what's the harm? But exactly. it's not. I think I because I liked Andy, I, mean, I liked Breathe, which he did, and because he'd been working on this for so long, I was maybe hoping for a bit more. Yeah. Uh, that'll do. We move on then uh, to our main segment, our, our review of 2018, and I'll look forward to 2019. Shall we start by looking forward to 2019, DJ? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, um, how are we going to do this? Um, well, let's see. We've got a lot of films, I think we'll just duck into it, but. Um, should we, should we get the superhero films out of the way uh, quickly? Because okay. we, we talk about them a lot. Uh, so so under, no- the Marvel, under the Marvel flagship, you have yep. uh, Avengers Endgame that we mentioned earlier. Yes. We have Captain Marvel and we have Spider-Man Far From Home coming out next year. Yeah. Uh, not DC, in that order though. Not in that order. <laughs> uh, DC is giving us uh, Shazam and also Joker, which is not inside the DC universe. Uh, we're getting X-Men, Dark Phoenix, and I think we're still allegedly getting uh, new, new mutants. mutants. But, um, I was I was at the, the cinema, I was watching Mary Poppins, in fact, and um, it was one of these kind of um, movie adverts. It was just movie, just adverts to visit your cinema in general. And they bring up lots of like yeah, Endgame, Captain Marvel, or else. And they still had Gambit as one of their films coming up. What? Oh, that's really? That's ambitious. Um, <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> that's Channing Tatum, right? Still, are they still I think, keeping Channing Tatum for it? So I think allegedly that one's still coming. I don't know if that's this year. Um, so which one are you looking forward to most out of those? Uh, it would have to be Avengers Endgame. It does, doesn't it? Which one? So, I mean, that's yeah. Which one are you looking forward to second most? Because obviously everyone's looking forward to Endgame. Yeah, we? that's the thing. <laughs> so I um, probably Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I like Spider-Man Far From Home. I didn't really like the first Spider-Man, but because Jake Gyllenhaal is in it, so that, that yeah, may, yeah. may be good. Shazam, I still don't like the trailer. <laughs> I still don't like the way um he looks. <laughs> the costume looks pretty bad. The costume it? looks yeah. pretty bad in the trailer. I know you're looking forward to the Joker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I think that will be third on my list because anything with the X-Men, I'm just zoning out now. It's Yeah, I'll- 
I don't know whether you know. So I, we, we like to plan ahead here on the CZ movies. And I, I sent New Zealand um, kind of the spreadsheet of, of our planned episodes this year. You may have noticed <laughs> that's that how we do it by spreadsheet. Yeah, it's all it's all spreadsheets. Um, you may have noticed that Dark Phoenix didn't get his own episode. I'm just so bored. Of um, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, obviously it's Avengers for me. Um, Joker, I think, is the one I'm looking most forward to after that, just because it's something that's completely different. Hmm. Um, and Joaquin Martin's, Phoenix is good anyway. Joaquin Phoenix is a phenomenal actor. Apparently, Joaquin, sorry, apparently Martin Scorsese um, isn't producing it anymore. I thought he was, uh, so he doesn't seem to be involved anymore. But yeah, I think that one's something new. As you say, Shazam looks a bit weird. Spider Man, I think, could be good, but not necessarily great. And yeah, X Men, who knows what's going to happen with that? <sighs> X Men. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they've kind of run that into the ground. I know. I know. Um, so after the superheroes, I'm just going to quickly mention the Disney films that are coming out next year. Oh yeah, Disney live action films coming out next year are Dumbo, Aladdin, and The Lion King. Uh, uh, I'm getting I'm getting Lady and the Tramp as well. We are getting Lady and Tramp, but that's uh on TV, wasn't it, or streaming? Oh, that's on Disney streaming. That's right. Yeah, Disney yeah. streaming. Yeah. So three live action films coming out next year which is quite a lot for Disney to be honest it's a little bit over the top yeah it is a little bit over the top Uh, in terms of animated films coming out next year Toy Story 4 will be out next year yeah in June Uh, yeah I love Toy Story 3 a lot and I thought it wrapped up the Toy Story series so well so I'm a bit apprehensive with Toy Story 4 Um, yeah it's the same Pixar Probably, I'd say Pixar maybe aren't hitting the heights that they were a few years ago. Maybe just other people have caught up. I don't know. But it used to be Pixar, you kind of go that, you're guaranteed a great film. Whereas, I mean, for me, Coco was quite disappointing. Oh, well, you saw The Incredibles 2 last year as well. Incredibles 2, yeah, I enjoyed Incredibles 2. I think it wasn't as uniformly well received as the previous one had been. I think it was, Inside uh, Out, that's probably the most Inside recent probably, one that I enjoyed um, tremendously. Yeah, I think that's the most recent great one. So who knows? I mean, I, I like the Toy Story trilogy. So, so going mm. back to those those Disney live action, is there anything you're particularly look, looking forward to in those ones, or not looking forward to? Oh, uh, it have to be the Lion King, right? <laughs> because yeah. it's the Lion King. <laughs> There's nothing else to it. Yeah, fact, it has to be the Lion King. I, I didn't put it in the news, but um, apparently Disney have said that it's not going to be a shot for shot remake, which I think we could have guessed. But I think there's been a bit of worry that, that if you're just going to do the exact same film again, what's the point? So well, they're cutting off the Be Prepared song anyway, so... Are they? Yeah, yeah, I know. I love that song. Alright, okay. Uh, Aladdin seems to be getting a lot of bad reception from... Uh, well, they just put out one picture or something and everyone seems to hate it. Which seems... Well, there seems to be some ongoing debate as to what Will Smith's going to look like, because in the picture he just looks like Will Smith. And, <laughs> and then he said, oh, but by the way, I am going to be blue. So I'm not sure... What that means? <laughs> okay, because he was not blue in the picture. So I, who knows? Maybe he's going to transform into a human and then into a genie shape. I don't know. Uh, Dumbo looks doesn't look great. Do you remember Dumbo? Have you seen Dumbo? Yeah, but not for a very long time. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it's a so Danny DeVito, Michael Keaton, Tim Burton. It's a it's a. Uh, Batman Returns reunion for those three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any affection for the film Dumbo, and I don't think I'll bother seeing this one unless you make me. Um, no, I won't, um, Colin. Excellent. <laughs> we can watch The Lion King together. Uh, yeah. I, ooh, I haven't got that down on my list of. Uh, oh, maybe I have. Maybe we have got an episode for that one. Yeah. Should we talk? Uh, so we've got the Oscar season obviously coming up. So we've got a lot of films that uh, that have come out in America already, but haven't come out here. Mm-hmm. So um, just a, a, a sampling of them. We've got uh, the favourite, um, which is uh, Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, and Olivia Colman about Prince, about Queen Anne, I think, and some kind of usurper in that. Yep, um, getting lots and lots of uh, good reviews. Yeah, so and garnering a lot of momentum as well. It does seem to be quite literally the favourite uh, for various awards. Um, I must. I've only seen the trailers, obviously, because it doesn't come out. Well, again, as as you listen, it will have come out, but it hasn't come out here as we record. I must admit, it doesn't look. I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't been blown away by the trailers. It's, really, I, I quite like your trailers. I quite yeah. like that it takes a, a different take of the royal family. Yeah, so I think the first trailer I saw it's got lots of quick cuts and, and 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 heavy strings, which is what I kind of always associate with 
like really pretentious art house stuff. <laughs> whenever, whenever at the watershed, which is a Bristol cinema that does kind of more arty stuff, every trailer seems to look like that. Um, but uh, it seems, from what I've heard about, it seems very crude, which isn't really my style of of humour. Mm. So, so we'll see. I'm, I'm a big fan of Emma Stone, so I have some hope. You, you'll time. watch it, Colin. There's no way you won't watch it. Well, uh, we are reviewing it as well. Our next episode is on it, so I better watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, welcome to Marwin, we've already mentioned. So it's uh, Steve Carell who um, basically creates models um, which in the film are going to be coming to life. Has they got an Oscar buzz though? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's clearly released as an Oscar season kind of film, but I don't think it's going to do that well. Because um, he's gotten better ones for A Beautiful Boy. Beautiful it? Boy, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we've got uh, Stan and Ollie coming out in this country uh, on the 11th, which is a kind of behind-the-scenes story of Laura and Hardy, John C. Riley and Steve Coogan, which, again, mm-hmm. I think it's probably more likely to get a BAFTA than an Oscar, but uh looks good to me. So it's kind of in their, in their later days when they're struggling to make a bit of money. And I think it'll be a fascinating insight into their relationship. There's the Lucas Hedges film as well, oh, with uh, Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe, uh, Boy Erased. I believe. Oh yes, yeah. I don't know That's much about that one. The, the trailer, but... about the kid who went to gay conversion therapy. Ah yes, yeah. Because mm. Nicole Kidman's got another Oscar-y type film, hasn't she? Um, she has, but she, she looks completely different from what. Yeah, disturbance. No, something like that. So, something that sounded like that. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Or maybe Aquaman. Maybe she's going to be recognised for her work. <laughs> For 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 her um, very good action sequence, her, her, her ten quid CGI action action sequence. Um, yeah, uh, Queen of Scots you mentioned, but that's yeah, Saoirse Ronan and uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, that looks very good, I think. Um, and there's uh, Vice. Vice, which uh, now I'm, my predictions so far have not proven very good, but my mm-hmm. my confident prediction that Christian Bale is going to win an Oscar, I'm still I'm still feeling confident, still feeling good. Maybe this is Amy Adams' turn, finally. Yeah, she's been nominated a heck of a lot, hasn't she? Uh, she has. She's one of those actresses that you think, shouldn't she have... Hasn't she won one already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she said this this last week that um, that uh, she's done with the DC universe and then quickly backtracked a day later, I think. But we should see what happened there. Well, uh, I wonder if... Because Emily Blunt uh, has never had an Oscar nomination. I wonder whether... She'll get in, get one for Mary Poppins. She's got a Golden Globe nomination for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, they they do their musicals and comedies, so so they're always on the lookout for a popular musical. Exactly. So you never know. Uh, the front runner I've just put down here, which is um, uh, true life story of Hugo Hugo Jackman. Hugh Jackman. No. Uh, the true politics. story of Hugh Jackman. The <laughs> true story of Hugh Jackman. I was played by Hugh Jackman. It's going to be. Oh, I That's quite that. easy, right? Then. I definitely watched that film. Uh, <laughs> Sadly not. It's a true story of a politician who has an affair, basically, and gets... Uh, he's, he was the front-runner, as the title suggests, um, to be the next president, I think, and then it all fell apart. Um, so I've not watched too much on them, but that one... I mean, Hugh Jackman's a great, great actor, and this is apparently one of his better performances, so I have some hopes on. Uh, I've got down here a green book, which I think is Mahashala Ali and Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, that, that has also gotten... Um very good feedback. Yeah, that was looks like it could be your favourite. So it's um, kind of a race relation story in the uh, what I said, I don't know what it said. Sixties maybe? I like Mahashala Ali. I, I liked him in Duke Cage. I thought he was excellent there. Oh yeah. And he, he was in obviously uh, Hidden Figures last year. And um, Moonlight. And he won Moonlight. for Moonlight. Yeah, yeah. Of course he did, yes. And in fact he was in Spider Man into Spiderverse uh, recently. Voicing Oh yeah. Voicing the Prowler. So uh yeah, he's, he's he he picks good projects. Um Actually, the one I'm looking forward to most out of Oscar season, I, I don't think it's really in the Oscar conversation as much as I thought it would be, but um, it's a film called On the Basis of Sex, which is uh, Felicity Jones playing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, and Army Hammer, right? And Army Hammer playing her husband. Uh, yeah, so she's obviously a titan of, of US uh, politics and, and legal. She's on the Supreme Court still. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't really heard this one being talked about. Uh, for for awards, so maybe it's not going to be as good as I hoped. But um, I think Felicity Jones is is phenomenal. I did, I didn't know this was um in this year's Oscar season. Yeah, well, it's coming out here on the eighth of February. I think it might have already come out in the US. Oh, okay, unless I'm wrong. I thought it had. Maybe it's 
I mean, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they. It has to be though, right? I mean, if it comes out here on the 8th of February, it would be. Must be, must be. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think, like I say, it sounds like it's not making waves, but um, you never know. And I've got down here, if Beale Street could talk, only because we've got various nominations and I don't really know anything about it. Um, it was it was nominated for Golden Globes. I don't know if you know anything about that one. No, no, not at all. No, one to look out for, uh, it sounds like. Uh, that's all I've got down for Oscar. Uh, Oscar Norman. Obviously, there's going to be more than that, but uh, was there anything else that caught your eye in this? this no, um, definitely those. I mean, I'm looking forward most to the favourite. Okay. So, yeah, next week. Yes. Um, we've also got, uh, in the midst of Oscar season, the Lego Movie 2. Uh, <laughs> famously, Lego Movie was not even nominated for a Best Animated uh, Movie when it came out. That's scandalous, man. That's scandalous. It's astonishing. Uh, I've put it down here. I, I enjoyed the first one a lot at the time. I'm not really on the edge of my seat for the second one, but I, I, did you? Did you? You watched Lego Batman, did you? Yeah. Well, it's okay. I, I I still like the first Lego movie the, mo- the most. It's just it it was so unique, uh, and I I saw the trailer for the Lego movie too, and I don't think it, it captured the same you know spirit as the first it's, one. It just it's felt a bit hard off. to go back, isn't it? Um, yeah. Even though we've got double Chris Pratt this one. Uh, should we talk? Uh, well, as I say, should we talk blockbusters? But most of the blockbusters seem to be mentioned uh, already. Yeah. Uh, so the, the one we haven't mentioned is Men in Black International, um, which got a new trailer uh, since our last episode, which I think looks really good, actually. Um, Me too. Me so, too. So Tessa Thompson, who's having a great uh, period of the moment, obviously Creed 2 and Annihilation and Sorry to Bother You and what have you, but um, yeah, she's teaming up with Chris Hemsworth, or she was Thor Ragnarok, um, Reunion. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've been on Twitter. This this feels to me like the, the um, a bit like Jumanji was a couple of years ago, or last year, rather. Um, kind of a reboot that no one really was asking for, but it's just got a great cast, great new, new look. And who knows, you might be disappointed, but I think Tess Thompson and Chris Hemsworth work great together. Liam Neeson there as well. Uh, I uh, think it's been long enough as well from the previous uh, three films for you to feel fresher. Yeah, and I've seen them all, but... There's quite a long gap between two and three. Two was pretty bad. I thought three was fine, but didn't really. It has a nice time travel stuff in it. Um, and Josh Brown did a great Tommy Lee Jones impression. But yeah, this this feels fresh. And I say it seems to be kind of centered around Tessa Thompson to a certain extent, which I'm I'm all in favor of. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think because twenty. I mean, we'll we'll come to our 2018 review, I guess. But uh, there's been a lot of disappointing blockbusters for me in 2018. Um, <laughs> things like Tomb Raider. Um, Jurassic World. To, oh, I forgot all of them came out this year. Yeah, Venom. Uh, I don't think anyone was, thought it was going to be good, but it was all right. But yeah, there's there's kind of a, a lot of forgettable tentpole movies. There whereas, were. Whereas I said, if you look at the tentpoles next year, there's a, well, there's a Terminator film maybe coming in October, which might be good. I don't know. Uh, there's another Kingsman film coming in November, which again might be good. Maybe, maybe. Uh, got another Jumanji coming in December, which I'm quite looking forward to. Think if they can recapture the magic of the last one. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And of course, Star Wars Episode Nine. Um, that we are all looking forward to. Which all of us are big Star Wars fans here on the podcast. Definitely yeah. all of us. Especially James. Is he around? Especially James. I'll, I'll have a word with James, see if we can get him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you do that, please? Uh, yeah, the Terminator ones. I, I I quite like Genesis, but it got absolutely panned. Um, this one seems to be a lot more involvement from James Cameron again. He's taken a slight break from his Avatar duties. Is <laughs> um, <laughs> his Avatar five cool? Yeah, I do. Uh, so I have more hopes for that one um, than than I maybe is wise. Um, what's it got? Zombieland two apparently is coming out in October. Um, which I don't. I don't think they start filming yet maybe they have that's quite late anyway that's got a release date mm-hmm. uh, I really enjoyed Zombieland I think the, the cast have all gone on to bigger and better things since then so uh, well done for getting them all back what have offered uh, them a lot of money I imagine they've, they've all been paid quite a lot more than they were last time yep <laughs> uh, what else you got anything else uh, just a few other things uh, I've been told that I need to mention some horror films as well that are coming out next year <laughs> there are okay, let's have a them. couple of Stephen King films coming out. There's Pet oh, yes. Cemetery. Oh yes, and there's It Chapter Two. You enjoyed it, didn't you? I enjoyed the first It. It's not as um, scary as I thought it was going to be. 
So I enjoyed it. And this one will have um, James McAvoy and Jessica Chastain. So why not, right? Uh, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a Taika Waititi film coming up. Is that Jojo Rabbit? That's Jojo Rabbit. Is that uh, due for release next year? All oh, right, okay, I didn't know that. That's, that's what I have on my list. Uh, there's a Greta Gerwig film. All right. Uh, for Little Women. Ugh. <laughs> you just finished the book, haven't you? I'm about halfway through the book. It's, uh, it's awful. Uh-huh. Oh, dear. There's uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino's penultimate film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, that's got a great cast. I mean, I think it's a really bad idea to make this film because it's all about Charles Manson, isn't it? But uh, what yeah. all about? Well, we're not all about him. Partially. In the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it, which is very rare for me in Tarantino films. I've only seen Pulp Fiction, I think, but um, I'm not convinced. And that's the untitled Danny Boyle Richard Curtis film. Yeah, now that's one I am looking forward to a lot, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I think Richard Curtis is great. I know he comes in for a lot of stick, but I think he's, he makes some fantastic films. Danny Ball's good, and it's about the Beatles. So, what's not what's there not to like, right? Exactly. I can't remember who's in it apart from Ed Sheeran. Um, is it Lily <laughs> Lee James? In it, Lily James is in it. Yeah. So that, I, they haven't got a title, I say, but that's um, that's in uh, towards the end of June. Uh, we've got Rocket Man coming out. Um, uh, Taron Edgerton playing uh, Elton John, which I think should be uh, should be very good. Uh, I've heard here a film called uh, Mid Nineties, which is Jonah Hill's directorial debut, which came out a while ago in the states. Um, which is just, I think it's, I think it might be quite autobiographical, but it's kind of a story of a kid growing up in the mid nineties. But uh, I saw the trailer; it looked interesting, a bit different. Um, the only other thing I've got, oh, it's a couple of more things. Um, so, uh, Last Christmas is a film coming out um, next Christmas, actually mid November, um, but it's being written by Emma Thompson and directed by Paul Feig. And I don't know much more about it than that, but with those two involved, I think it could be could be worth watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the start of November is a film called The Aeronauts, which is reuniting um, uh, Felicity Jones and Eddie Redmayne um, from their uh, from their days playing Stephen Hawking and his wife um, as two people who go off in a hot air balloon. And that just just based on that cast, I'm I'm a fan of both of them, so uh, I think that could be worth a watch. And there we have it. Excellent. Uh, if if you had to pick a film that wasn't uh, uh, wasn't the Avengers <laughs> and wasn't Lion King, as the one you're looking forward to the most, uh, um, apart from um, so I'm looking forward to the favorite, the Oscars one. I want to see it Chapter Two. Uh, definitely Man in Black, International, Rocket Man, Jojo Rabbit. So many, so many. It's, it's shaping, it looks like it's a, quite a good year. I think. I think yeah, uh, yeah. It might live or die on uh, an end game. There's so much expectation going into that, but yeah, there's quite a few there that I'm looking forward to. Oh, I forgot to mention the Irishman, which we still haven't got a release date for, but that's coming on Netflix. With Martin Scorsese, uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. That looks like it could be very interesting, and also yeah, that could be my expensive. second Al Pacino film. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, tell you what, since we're since you mentioned Al Pacino, let's mix things up a bit and let's go for uh, let's let's talk through the films of Al Pacino. Uh, How is this mixing things up? Just because I'm doing things out of order. <laughs> What's the other order? What's the original order supposed to be? I don't know. We, we usually do we usually do that quite late, but we haven't yet done the, the C to Z awards. Looking back at 2018. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Well, this is gonna be quick. <laughs> this is one of those cases where um, I've seen. I just saw a film with Al Pacino in it. I yes. thought he was really good at it. He won an Oscar for it as well. <laughs> his, only, his, his only Oscar, yeah. His only Oscar. And I thought, oh yeah, why not do a, a actor factor of it? And then I realised I've only seen one film of it. <laughs> so there you go. I've seen Sense of a Woman. Tell, tell us about yes. Sense of a Woman. <laughs> he plays a blind, I think, former general. Yes. I can't remember what he what, what his rank was. But he's, he, he's blind. And then he enlisted uh, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Uh, to come help him, to volunteer. Uh, well, Chris O'Donnell's character was volunteering to help help him out, and then he realizes that uh, Al Pacino wanted to kill himself. Yes. Yeah. Um, doing that, and that's pretty much it, really, without spoiling anything. So, what was your favorite Al Pacino? <laughs> What's my favorite Al Pacino film? Yeah. It'll be Scent of a Woman. <laughs> um, Al Pacino, actually, really, I think is the actor 
probably by some distance i have the most dvds i've not yet watched um i bought an albertino box set um, and haven't watched any of them yet so if i was to list the ones i own but haven't seen um godfather 2 uh, uh, and justice for all carlito's way scarface donnie brasco and, uh, and a couple more i think but i have seen 11 of his films um so uh, i've also seen central woman um uh, the godfather I must. I, I need to watch Godfather again. It's been a while. I I wasn't blown away by it, and since it's widely regarded as being one of the best films ever, I probably ought to watch it again. Um, the thing that actually really stood out for me, The Godfather, and people don't say enough about this, is it's the best example of someone who's learning to drive I've ever seen. Um, I thought it was his uh, his wife or fiance must be wife. Um, there's a scene where she's trying to learn to drive, and th- I thought that's that's exactly how someone does when they're not very good at driving. Good effort. Um, <laughs> okay because you see a lot of these things usually in comedies and people are always like driving into other cars or, or screeching around corners or something. but this kind of just she was really bad on the clutch and it just i thought we've nailed that anyway uh serpico is really good he plays um kind of a whistleblowing cop it's it's quite long it goes through his entire life but it's, it's really good uh dog day afternoon i didn't like um it's a, basically about a bank job that goes wrong but it, it gets kind of it's based on a true story but it gets kind of weird um frankie and johnny uh was him and michelle pfeiffer which is a romantic kind of thing which i didn't love uh possibly my favorite on the list yeah i say my favorite is a uh, glen gary glen ross which i've mentioned before but it's um it's about people uh selling things basically and, and it's based on a play uh and he is well in fact, the entire cast is very good uh, i definitely recommend that one uh heat people love him robert de niro fine um insomnia was a film he did with christopher nolan one of christopher nolan's earlier films um, and not one of his better ones, but it's it's about a guy who is a policeman and he's he's often I can't remember where he is, but either it's North Stephen America. Stephen King. Or... It's based on a Stephen King book, isn't it? Oh, is it? Uh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, that's it's. I say Christopher Nolan hadn't quite come into his own by that stage. I think it's it's not a bad film by any means, but it didn't really have that Christopher Nolan touch to it. Uh, a film called Simone, where she's actually quite a good, quite Black Mirror, in fact, a kind of political satire where he he creates this. Uh, kind of fake computer person. It was kind of relatively early days of computers being mainstream, uh, and basically just lives through us. It's, it's a bit like a Black Mirror episode in itself. Uh, Ocean's Thirteen was the first ever Al Pacino film I saw. Um, weirdly, it's fine. Uh, the worst one is Any Given Sunday, uh, which is a film about American football. And I think I said at the time, uh, good sports films aren't really about sport. Any Given Sunday is very much about sport. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. Arguably the greatest actor of all time. Um, some people say, I'll go back to you on that one. But yeah, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is worth watching. Cool. I need to watch more films. Uh, Period. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can say, as soon as you said it, and let's not forget, um, I know you asked me to edit that out, but I didn't. Uh, you did suggest Robert De Niro originally, having got them confused. Um, I did think, has he seen any others? There you go. Next time, yeah. Emily Blunt. He's definitely seen some of her films. I've definitely seen more Emily Blunt films. Uh, which I was quite surprised we hadn't already done Emily Blunt, but apparently not. Right, we move on then uh, to our famous segment, uh, the C to Z Awards. Um, this is where we look back at 2018 and uh, give out various awards. Um, as is as now tradition, I've done the bulk of the work here, but feel free to jump in, Zijan, at any time with anything you want to say. Of course, I always do. Yes. Um, so the first award is the Best Beard Award. It's the award for the best beard of the year. It's the big one. <laughs> uh, there are there are five nominees for this. Um, I'll go in, in uh, ascending order. So Chris Evans for Infinity War. He's got a okay. great beard. Um, very popular in some quarters, but he's only coming fifth here. Uh, second is Jeff Bridges in Bad Times at the El Royale. That's a very fine yep. Jeff Bridges beard. Uh, third place, Jude Law, Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, yeah, I can I, see that. That's pretty good. It's a nice understated beard. He hasn't, he's not gone full Dumbledore, but he's done it well. Yeah. Um, almost the winner in second place, John Krasinski in A Quiet Place. I think I think that was a... With, with his chin, you need to grow a big beard. And you <laughs> well. um, but winning it, uh, a film I also saw very recently but I didn't mention, uh, is Kurt Russell in The Christmas Chronicles. Um, on Netflix, uh, available now, he plays Father Christmas and has with just a wonderful, beard. wonderful Father Christmas beard. His own beard, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's why I heard from the Graham Norton show. Oh, in which case, he definitely deserves that uh, Best Beard Award. Um, well done, Kurt. 
Um, second award is is one that uh, is, is a traditional award at the, the end of the CDZ year. Uh, it's the Anna Kendrick Award uh, for You Should Fire Your Agent. <laughs> um, uh, this year is going to Alicia Vikander. Um, now, Alicia Vikander is an Oscar winner uh, and, and multiple Oscar nominee. Um, but in 2018, she made Tomb Raider, which I think we can all agree wasn't very She's good. She's awful. Um, she also, there's a film called Tulip Fever, um, which was made last year and eventually got a release uh, in the last month, I think. And no one watched it, and apparently it's terrible. Uh, and she was also in a film called Submergence, which I saw the trailer for and thought that looks pretty good. And then it never got heard from again. Um, <laughs> so it's been a tough old year for Alicia Vikander. That is a shame. Mm. Yeah, Tomb Raider was bad though. Ugh. Tomb Raider was. I thought it would be good because, because basically, because she was in it. I think she's a great actress. But, um, no, it was. I don't know yeah. if we're going to get that Tomb Raider sequel. They were very much promoting. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, the third award is for the best trio of films. This is for people who've been in three films this year that I've seen uh, that were good. Um, I should say that I've been. A, I'm not counting people who were in both Black Panther and Infinity War. Uh, that feels like cheating. So Letitia Wright and Sebastian Stan, who were both in those, and Letitia Wright was also in. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, Ready Player One. She was in. Um, in a very small role and Sebastian Stam was in Itonia but I'm not counting them uh, so in third place uh, Tessa Thompson uh, who was in Annihilation Creed 2 and Sorry to Bother You great great good yep. set of films Creed 2 yeah. was, was great uh, yeah. second place goes to Colin Firth um, who's in a film called The Mercy which is um, which I think I mentioned on the podcast before about a guy who was trying to serve around the world uh, a film called The Happy Prince which I saw recently about the um uh, the last few days of, or last actually, quite a while, but the, the kind of the, the end of Oscar Wilde's life, and of course Mary Poppins Returns. Um, I've not heard of the first two films at all. Um, so the Mercy, I think it. I mentioned on the podcast, but I, as we know, you don't listen to me. Um, yep. the, the Happy Prince was a uh, Rupert Everett's directorial debut. Which, ah, um, yes. Um, wasn't brilliant, but um, but the other two films kind of carrying. I didn't see Mamma Mia two, which he was also in. So uh, there you go. Uh, but the winner, a comprehensive win for Angela Bassett, uh, who was in Black Panther um, as the Queen. She was in Mission Impossible Fallout, and she was a voice in Bumblebee. So that's her. Uh, I forgot she was in Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm, head of the CIA, wasn't she? Yeah. Uh, no, so that, that is a good trio of films, to be great honest. Great blockbuster year for Angela Bassett. Uh, well done, oh, Angela. Well so done. Her first ever C to Z award, um, probably. Um, Fourth award is for the best actor playing another actor. Um, <laughs> so uh, in third place, I've got this Joel McHale, uh, who played Chevy Chase in the film A Futile and Stupid Gesture. Uh, this is, again, a Netflix original, so check it out on Netflix. It's about this um, national lampoon, and actually quite a lot of actors playing actors, but I thought this was quite fun because John McHale obviously uh, acted alongside Chevy Chase in Community, and they didn't seem to get on very well, uh, and then he played him in this film, <laughs> so it was quite fun. Um, second place, Michael Cera, who uh, who played. Oh, did, did you ever watch Molly's Game? Yeah, I have seen Molly's yeah. Game. So he played um, Celebrity X, who was uh, basically just a horrible yep. person who was based on a real celebrity. He was based on Tobey Maguire. Um, is uh, if you just Google that, you can find that pretty quickly. And I watched it knowing that, and he actually does basically play it as Tobey Maguire, which I thought was pretty cheeky. Did Molly's Game come out this year, though? Uh, it did in this country, yes. Oh, it was last year in America. It's been such a long time ago, right? It's a, yeah, it was quite early on in the year. Mm. Um, but the winner is Angela Lansbury playing Julie Andrews in Mary Poppins Returns. Um, That's so not true. <laughs> that is so not true. That's not Julie Andrews. You can't make things up just because you wanted Julie Andrews in the film. Uh, that that role was so clearly written for Julie Andrews. No, it wasn't. <laughs> the, I mean, she's got she kind of turns up at the end big big actor in a small role she has that little scene with with Emily Blunt's character with Mary Poppins where it's kind of like oh look how well it's all gone that was clearly written for Julie Andrews and then she turned it down so they said right who else do we know there you go and so I was almost right no um, you weren't <laughs> um, it's a recurring word number five the best film I didn't get round to seeing um, I hope you're going to join me on this one but I'll run through my three first so uh, there's 
Uh, third place, The Old Man and the Gun, which I was hoping to get around to watch, which is Robert Redford's last film, potentially. Uh, he plays a bank robber. It looks great. Uh, second place, a film called Wildlife, Paul Dano's directorial debut, Kerry Mulligan and Jake Gyllenhaal. Looks looks great. Um, and uh, the winner, uh, in so many ways, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which I still have not seen. Uh, do you have a, a favourite film or a best film that you didn't get to see? I can't think of it at the moment. Probably okay. one of the... Um, I haven't seen uh, the Gary Oldman Churchill film. Oh, Darkest Hour. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah, I probably should. Um, here we go. Uh, the Sean Bean Award for the most deaths. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's a landslide win for Paul Bettany. Uh, I saw three Paul Bettany films this year, and he died four times. That's, <laughs> he, twice uh, in Avengers, right? Tw- twice in Avengers. Uh, he died in Solo, um, where he uh, got killed by Emilia Clarke, and yep. he died in Journey's End, which is a great film that didn't get talked about that much. Actually, it's based on a play. I think I may have mentioned it in To See or Not To See, um, but he died in, in as a First World War film that he died in. So there you go. Four deaths in three films is not bad going for Paul Bettany. No, well done, Paul Bettany. Um, here's, an, here's an award for the longest time in a franchise. Um, so, now we've had ten years of Marvel films. Yes, but but we've got I've got actually got seven actors here um, who smashed that out of the water. Eight actors, in fact. Um, so, in ascending order, um, we have uh, Tom Cruise and Ving Rhames, who have been in Mission Impossible films now for twenty two years. Uh, with Mission Impossible Fallout this year. Uh, next up, B D Wong. Uh, marks his 25th year in the Jurassic Park franchise this year. Wow, yeah. Uh, Peter Cullen, um, who you may not have heard of, but he voices Optimus Prime in the Transformers films. Um, yep. So his appearance in Bumblebee was 32 years after his first film appearance, and in fact 34 years after his first appearance in the cartoon series. Uh, I didn't see this film, but Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, and possibly others from that film, uh, that's 40 years. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, Anthony Daniels, um, who plays C-3PO. He wasn't playing C-3PO in Solo, but he did still get a role as Tack. So that's 41 years in the uh, in the Star Wars franchise. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, whose appearance in Creed 2, uh, made 42 years in the Rocky films. Uh, but the winner, by 12 years, was 54 years, uh, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. In the Mary Poppins Mary films. Poppins returns. <laughs> that's not bad at all. It's definitely a year for people coming for, for long-term franchises. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, wow! Uh, so well done, well, done. and different like doing his own dancing apparently, and it looked pretty good. He's ninety three years He's old. Ninety three, yeah. Oh dear. I wish uh, I was that sprightly if I am ninety three. I wish I was that sprightly now. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> he's sixty years older than than us. Um, good work. Uh, award number eight is another returning award. It's the uh, the Huntsman Winters War Award for a film that no one wanted to see. It's been several years and I still haven't got over why on earth they made Huntsman Winter's War. Um, it's Johnny English Strikes Again. Who who wanted to see that? People love Mr. Bean. Well, indeed, I, I put this in as the film no one wanted to see and then I had a look at Wikipedia. It had a $25 million budget yeah. and made $158 million worldwide. There so I guess, you go. So I guess people did want to see it. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> well, my dad was watching Mr. Bean reruns um, when I was back okay. as well. Hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, ninth award. Not, a lot of work has gone into this, Suzanne. A lot of work has gone into this one. Definitely, um, yeah. So, you this is. The, the credit, Colin. <laughs> uh, this is the award for films which should have had a different title from 2018. Um, so, what, I, what, I've, what I've done here is uh, I've picked films and then given them the title from a different film. Uh, so, for example, Avengers Infinity War came out this year, uh, but should have been called Annihilation, which also came out this year. That's, that's what's going on here. Okay, okay. makes sense. Uh, next up we have uh, First Man um, which really should have been called A Quiet Place um, third one Coco um, should have been called Tomb Raider um, <laughs> uh, next up uh, the, the Shape of Water yeah. uh, this is the winner by the way The Shape of Water really should have been called Aquaman um, I think that would have made a lot more sense <laughs> um, <laughs> Now this one, there is one I'm trying to shoehorn in a bit here, so work with me. It's a kind of, I'm not going to give it the award, but okay. Um, so in, in Aquaman, right, there's seven seven kingdoms, seven realms here. Yep. Mm. Um, and you could argue that the, the there's, there's an eighth one, which is the kind of the, the humans, okay? 
So Aquaman could have been called Oceans 8. There you go. That's uh, No? No, no. That, that was a lot. No, don't work? <laughs> Fine. No, the shape of water was better. <laughs> it is better, isn't it? That's why I got the award. Okay, final award of the Caesar Adam Movies um, Award. And, uh, it's the best Stan Lee cameo um, for the late Stan Lee. Uh, how many cameos would you would you would you guess that Stan Lee made in films in 2018? Uh, insane, right? So the three Marvel films and definitely Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Deadpool, did Deadpool come out? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, Deadpool as well. He made. Five? Uh, eight cameos in 2018. Wow. <laughs> um, one of them I haven't seen, so I'll put it last. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Apparently, he appears as a silent avatar. If that counts, I don't know. Uh, and indeed, Deadpool two, he made a well, made, made a cameo as um, a, just a mural. There's a painting of him. Although I think in Once Upon a Deadpool, they then used outtakes from his appearance in the Deadpool two advert uh, at the end of the film. So there you go. <laughs> um, in sixth place, uh, his cameo in Venom. Um, Oh yeah, I forgot about it. Playing a guy walking a dog. Um, I've written down um, the description from Wikipedia of his cameo. Um, Lee inexplicably overhears the symbiote and Eddie Brock's discussion and encourages the two to keep Brock's relationship with Anne Weying alive and thriving. There you yeah, go. That exactly, yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, fifth place is Black Panther, where he plays Guy at Casino. Uh, fourth place is Ant-Man and the Wasp, where he plays Guy who is paying for the 60s now. Um <laughs> You might recall he, he sees that man and thinks it's a hallucination. Uh, third place, Infinity War, where he plays uh, a bus driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place goes to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, where he uh, plays a guy selling Spider-Man merchandise, uh, yep. including Miles Morales. His uh, but the winner, uh, best Stanley cameo of the year, uh, is Teen Titans Go to the Movies, uh, where he cameos <laughs> as himself as someone who is desperate to cameo in films. <laughs> Oh, uh, I forgot that, about that. That is the Cedars Edda Movies Awards for 2018. Wait, well done, you, on all the hard work. Thank you, Zidane, and thank you for your comments. Um, it was hard listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, we start off a new season, or a new year of quizzes. Obviously, the Cedars Edda quizzes uh, where we quiz each other. Um, who can forget, Zijan, my three glorious victories in a row? Yes, 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 yes. You don't have to mention it, Colin. Everyone um, knows about it. But the slate is clean. Uh, we're quizzing on Transformers films. How many Transformers films have you seen out of interest? One, the first one. Okay, first one. I've seen the first one and Bumblebee. Um, yeah. So see how this goes. And I can uh, start off with the questions, actually, because you've mentioned it already earlier in this podcast. Okay. Yep. Shall I begin? Um... Sure, why not? I mean, it, it breaks with tradition, but go with it. Why not? How does it's it break crazy. with tradition? What tradition is this? Question one. Every every what? single quiz we've ever done, the person who suggested the topic asked the first question. That's, uh, that's oh, what we've okay. always, always done. Fine, fine. Fine, you I, can yeah, do I will. It the next time I, I will do it. Uh, question one. What is Mark Wahlberg's character called in the Transformers films? Ah. Uh, no, I, I, I've seen it, but I can't remember. Is it Brent or something? Uh, I can see what you think about, but uh, Cade Yeager. Uh, what? What was his first name? Cade. C A D E. Cade. So American. I'm not sure that's even a name in America. I don't know. If you're American, let us know at Movies on Twitter, movies at gmail.com. Is Cade a name? Are you called Cade? Let us know. <laughs> uh, question one, which uh, we mentioned earlier Bumblebee transforms into what kind of car in his namesake film? Which was his original car form in the comics and cartoons. Uh, it's a Volkswagen Beetle or Bug if you're American. Exactly. Uh, which Transformers film features a pyramid on the poster? Uh, That's a good question. Thank you. I, I'm hoping... Uh, it can't be Duck of the Moon because... That would be annoying if it's set on the moon. I'm going with Age of Extinction. I'm afraid it's Revenge of the Fallen. Ah, that's my second choice. I should go with that. Uh, question two. What's the name of Shia LaBeouf's character that appeared in the original Transformers trilogy? Uh, Sam. Sam Whitwicky, yeah, I'll give you two. Uh, yeah, I was, gonna say, I, was, I was about to have a stab at pronouncing the surname. I knew it would become a W, but I thought, 
I, I thought back to you, Jan, to my generosity in giving you uh, George last time. I thought there's no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question three. Uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon involves a battle in which US city? Dark of the Moon. There's a lot of synopsis you went through, Colin. Yeah. I, questions. Yeah. You can see that by the time I was doing the uh, the pyramid on the poster, I couldn't be able to read it. I just looked at yeah, the picture. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh Oh man, it's ridiculous. Uh, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Chicago, apparently. Yeah. Uh, question three. Which actor provided the voice for Megatron? Um, I have no idea. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Hugo Weaving. Was it really? Oh, uh-huh. Good lad. Uh, question four. According to the Transformers The Last Night, which planet is Unicron? Is it Saturn? Uh, apparently it's Earth. Um, is it? Huh. Apparently, uh, apparently Earth is a Transformer. Of course it is. Well, I guess you've won again, Colin. Uh, I guess I have. Yeah. Um, question four from me is, uh, which of the Transformers film was the only one which won worst film in the Golden Raspberry Awards, making it the highest grossing film to do so? Uh, I think it was Revenge of the Fallen. That's correct. Uh, question five, Grimlock appears in both Transformers Age of Extinction and Transformers The Last Night. What kind of Transformer is Grimlock? <laughs> He's the one of the Dinobots. He is a Dinobot, very good. Uh, question five for me. Um, which American rock band composed lead singles for the first three Transformers films? Ooh, that strikes me as the kind of thing that would be done by you two. They're not American. Uh, They're not American. Uh, Foo Fighters. Linkin Park. Lincoln Park, wow. Wow, okay. Uh, well, there you go. There's no winners there. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, what's, what are we quizzing on next time, Liam? Uh, we will be quizzing on films which uh, talk about the British royal family. British royal family? Ah, I see. And uh, on that theme, I know we've already told our listeners several times, what is our main topic next time? We'll be looking at the favourite. I look forward to it. Bye.